Hi, this is Connecting the Dots podcast series. This is number five, and this is Skip Stewart, Vice President and Chief Improvement Officer with Baptist Memorial Healthcare. Hi, I'm H.F. Mason. I'm a general surgeon here in New Albany, Mississippi at Baptist Memorial Union County, and I'm also our Chief Medical Officer. And hi, I'm Jake Lancaster, an internal medicine physician and the Chief Medical Information Officer for Baptist. Well, guys, uh, you know, in, in the past and in the future, we'll have, you know, folks on um, that we'll bring on. But there's a lot of times when we're just going to sit around and talk just like normal friends and colleagues talk and trying to connect dots on how things work together. And so what is a subject that y'all would like to talk about today? Skip, I, you know, here lately, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of terms that that a lot of us are not real familiar with, you know, TWI. JR, JM, JI, Jibs. And, and so I, along those lines, I, I'd, I'd like to talk a little bit about, uh, about JI and, and, and TWI. Well, great. So let's, uh, I'll do a real quick flyby history. Uh, TWI stands for Training Within Industry. Wait, uh, wait, wait. It's T Wave Inversion. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, my version of TWI stands for Training Within Industry. It's been around since the 40s. It's been uh, uh, practiced in every industry I'm aware of. And I can't think of one. Uh, so it's not Baptist wasn't the very first healthcare, even though we're probably one of the most active ones in the nation. So it was developed in the 40s. And for those that remember the old Rosie the Riveter, the young lady with the little uh, thing on her head and the, making the muscle, uh, basically what happened was 60% of our men were shipped overseas to fight in a war. And 60% of our women at that time were asked to step outside of the traditional setting of the home and to make high quality, uh, consistent uh, bullets and planes and, and guns and all kinds of things. And oh, it has to be high quality or your husbands and sons and brothers could all be in harm's way in the war. Well, they did that and they did that at a high quality. And, and I know this might sound like an oxymoron, but the government actually produced a good program and it was called training within industry and uh, TWI. One way to think about that within the Baptist management system is it is a, a subsystem. So if you think about your car being a system, a subsystem might be the braking system or a subsystem might be the electrical system. If you think about the human body being a uh, system, the digestive system or the circulatory system or the respiratory system might be a subsystem within the overall system of the human body. And TWI is a subsystem. So there's three main pieces. TWI job instructions, which we'll talk about today, TWI job relations, which I'm very passionate about. Uh, TWI job relations is how do we deal with human problems and how do we get people to follow our leadership? I always like to say it's the best way I know to operationalize respect for every individual. And then TWI job methods, I call it asking questions with a purpose. You're dissecting a small part of a process, let's say a triage in the ED, and you're working with the real people that do the real work, and you're questioning every detail about the work, not 
questioning it just for the sake of questioning it, you're seeing what parts of that work can be eliminated uh, because the only reason we're doing it is because we've always done it that way. So what could be eliminated? What could be combined? What could be rearranged? Or what ideas do the people that work 10, 12 hours a day in that area, what ideas do they have to simplify it? So the answers to the questions are the ideas that help improve that area. So that's TWI job methods. But we're gonna focus on TWI job instructions. And this is how to think about TWI job instructions. Let me first say this, TWI job instructions is not for every single job. You know, sometimes we can get a little uh, crazy and we, we find something that works and something that's powerful and we, then want to wallpaper the world with TWI job instructions. And that's not the purpose. Uh, but what, what the purpose is, is when you discover you need a standard behavior. So in the last podcast, we talked about standardization. And let me use an example that we used in that, in that podcast. We talked, if I remember right, around uh, creating a standard for how we put a Foley catheter in. And that was just an example that we used. Well, one of the things that you might do is you might develop a standard method um, and to putting in a Foley catheter, and you've proven out that if that standard method is followed every time by every person that's doing that job, that you'll get a consistent outcome that you predicted you would get. But, however, many times you'll discover that you don't get a standard uh, that everyone does it a little different because one person's been doing it for 30 years and another person learned at a different healthcare system. So the question then becomes, how do I take that standard and how do I, for lack of a better way of saying it, tattoo it inside someone's brain so that everyone follows that standard method? I think that TWI job instructions answers that question because what it does is it takes the job of putting the Foley catheter in. It, it could do many jobs, but I'm trying to use that one. It demystifies the job by breaking it into just a, just a handful of steps. And within each one of those steps, there's key points. And those key points within that step could make or break the job or make it easier. You know, so, you know, those are some of the things you're looking for. So what things within that step could uh, make the job easier, could, um, could have maybe the worker get injured or, or you know, could make or break it if you don't do this, right? So you, do, you identify what those important steps are, you identify the key points within each step, and then you define the reason for the key point because people at the end of the day wanna know why, why is this, piece important. So you're you're finding very few words when TWI job instructions is done right. When it's done right, it creates this thing that Dr. Mason, you called a jib. That's a job instruction breakdown is what that is. It's one piece of paper. So it's, it's not a it's not a, a sailboat sail. It's not a sailboat sail. Okay. It, no, it's not. <laughs> and, no. and so I'm demystifying the job on one piece of paper and a handful of steps. That's that's the what. Key points within those steps, that's the how, and the reasons, that's the why. 
but I'm very few words. And then I'm going to use a TWI methodology of repetition to create a new neural pathway into your brain. And so the reason I'm having to do that is because everybody is doing that standard different. And many times it's not because they're uh, being disobedient or they're trying to be defiant. It's just that they're doing what they've done their whole entire 30 years of doing something or whatever it may be. And so you're trying to create new neural pathways um, so that it's done that way every time. Let me give an example that Dr. Mason, maybe you can relate to since you're a surgeon. We uh, did a TWI job instruction uh, at one particular hospital in the OR uh, around counting. And I was, this was years and years ago, and I was very naive. I was like, counting? How hard can counting be? Well, I was humbled very quickly when I saw what they're doing is they're counting to make sure nothing is left inside the patient. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it took us, it took us hours and hours to break that job down and, and only have the bare number of words that we really needed. To, because most human beings are very wordy, right? We only wanted to have the right words and important steps, key points, and reasons. Then we used the TWI method to train, and we, we saw some really good results. About a month later, I ran into one of the scrub technicians at a Starbucks, and I asked her, I said, how's that new way working for you? And she said, Skip, it's really odd. She goes, I've been doing this job for 30 years and I've always had my way of doing it. And she goes, but now when I walk into the OR, that new methodology kicks in. She goes, I can hear your voice in my head. I said, I'm really sorry for that. <laughs> but, but, but what she was really saying was there, there's a new pattern being set, right? And, and our brain tends to attach itself to patterns. You know, uh, I'm, I'm older than Dr. Lancaster, so he may not know this, but, you know, there's certain songs that I could start the lyrics of the song and you could probably finish it for me because it was a one hit wonder and that rhythm and that song connected itself to our brain. It created a neural pathway that it's, it's just that way every time. Well, that's where TWI job instructions comes in. It takes a, a job that uh, people, that's really important. And if people don't do it this way, someone could either get hurt or whatever it may be. And, and it uh, makes sure that everyone's doing it that exact same way. Virginia Mason, my friend that works out at Virginia Mason in uh, Seattle, with a pretty famous healthcare system for improvement, they the very first job they did on it was how to wash their hands and this was i thought was a fascinating we're talking about the city of seattle my friend was with his little tiny boy at a like a chili's or some kind of restaurant and he was you know he was washing his little boy's hands and his hands and and there was a guy waiting and he said uh i thought this was interesting he said you must work at uh, virginia mason which is kind of odd in a big restaurant right and the guy turned around, he said, well, I, I, I happen to work there. Yeah, how did you know that? He goes, because you people all wash your hands the same way. <laughs> Which I thought that was interesting to be characterized in such a way, right? 
So let me kind of hit pause because everything I'm saying makes great sense to me, but uh, y'all may have a lot of questions. Yeah, I do. And, and I do want to just state for the record that I was pretty good at name that tune back in the day when that show was on. So uh, I can still, you know, come up with some oldies even. So, so let, let me give you, let, let's have some fun. Let me give you one. So yeah. there was a one hit wonder in the, um, in the 80s. It went a little, little something like this. I'll start it and see if you can fit one of you can finish it. Eight, six, seven, five. Uh, three, oh, nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jenny, Jenny, who can I turn to? Tommy Chortel. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. So, but I have several questions on this, and a lot of it stems from just the way that physicians are trained. So, very, I, I mean, I, I know I, I never had a job instruction really given to me for, for anything, but yes, I would maybe. say that one of the areas that it probably fits most readily is with procedures. And in internal medicine, we do, you know, a lot of bedside procedures, particularly in residency. And you may cringe when you hear this, but usually we are taught by, you know, our, a co-resident or upper level resident. They show us how to do it a couple of times and then you're you're kind of on your own. And depending on who your resident was that shift or or that month, you're going to you may get taught a different method. I don't know. I don't think we really had a standard for how to do any of these procedures across the residency for sure. Definitely not across the entire hospital system. You know, we did have some instructional videos that we would watch from you know, New England Journal or, or places like that. But as far as the individual variances and getting that all on one piece of paper, that was not there. So given that knowledge of just how, you know, physicians are trained with that see one, do one, teach one approach, what are your thoughts on how potentially we could incorporate job instruction into that? Well, that, that's a great question. So I, I can tell you one of the things that we experimented with about a year ago before COVID and that we're launching here um, in the near future, again, we're getting ready to relaunch it, is uh, we're going to be doing TWI job instructions just for physicians and specifically for residents. So let me hit the pause and say we have two uh physician friends in Cincinnati that learned TWI job instructions from Toyota because Toyota plants relatively close to Cincinnati there. And, um, and they incorporated it into the residency program. And what they discovered was their residents came through the process significantly quicker and produced more of the same outcomes. And, and so they talk, we'll, we'll have them on the show in the future on the podcast, but they talk uh, quite passionately about the outcomes that they saw. And it even, it even got to where some of the experienced physicians would come to the residents on certain procedures and get them to show them how they were doing something wow. because of how, because the, and that's actually what they saw with TWI back in 1940 was that it reduced the time to train someone something like 65 to 70% of the time it reduced it. And what TWI really uh, deals with is it really exposes and questions how do we do training? We use the word training uh, in our society very generically. In other words, 
So we, we just kind of say, well, let's, let's go train them. But really, training should be treated like an experiment. I'm going to train you. Great. What do I expect to happen as a result of that? What actually happened? What did I learn and what do I need to change if it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go? And so, uh, so we have to think about it different. What happens is there's two, there's two categories. There's knowledge information. Knowledge is good. I'm not going to say that that's not important because it is important. Knowledge is good. Things like responsibilities and policies and procedures and all that kind of good stuff. Knowledge is good. But then there's skill. And by definition, skill has to be practiced. In every element of TWI, job instructions, job relations, job methods, they're all by definition skills. So you have to find ways to practice them. Uh, just like if I don't practice the skill of driving, um, there could you know there could be a point way into the future where I might struggle or whatever you know. Or maybe if I haven't practiced the skill of playing a musical instrument and I haven't picked it up for ten or twenty or thirty years, there might be a challenge there, right? And so job instructions is a skill that has to be practiced. Uh, but what they what we have seen from other healthcare institutions is uh, when they've incorporated it into some of their uh, residency programs, which is the first um, entryway that we've seen some people even approach the physicians when it comes to job instructions. But we also want to make it real clear of how how much we need the physicians to be involved in some of this work. So some of the work that we've done really difficult work. I mean, counting was one of the hardest job instruction breakdowns I was ever involved in creating. It was really tough. But other tough ones were things like doffing of the Ebola equipment. That was a nightmare. You know, mm -hmm. I remember when we tried to create the job instruction following the CDC, we couldn't do it uh, because the CDC had some misinformation in their documents, you know. And, and so, uh, we had to say, well, wait a minute, if, if you do that, that's going to create, that's going to create infection. We can't do that. So we had to figure out how do we order it in the right way. And, uh, and so we really want physicians to be involved when we're doing, um, let me give you another example. Uh, I remember one time someone said, we need to look at the, uh, blood culture contamination rate going on in the ED. And so we went and observed the work. I'm not clinical. But I have eyes, and what I was able to see is that some people would hold the vein to stabilize when they were taking when they were taking drawing blood. Some would not hold the vein. Some people would come at the vein at an angle. Some would come at it flat. I can keep going, but the point is, you could see a lot of variation between all of uh, the different wonderful human beings that were drawing blood and then they were having to redo it again, right? And so we created a job instruction breakdown. We had to work with some people because they weren't happy being taught how to do something that they've been doing 30 years. But for all practical purposes, we eliminated that contamination in that particular unit. Another great example in Oxford is they had a very poor customer rating in an area where they were starting IVs but they only had a 30% chance of getting the IV started first time. They took a camera and videoed it 360. They were able to discover the key points. Those, remember, if you remember me saying those are the things that make or break the job, make it easier to do, or something that could injure the worker. 
they discovered the key points on the uh, veteran nurses that never had to redo it. First time they got it every time. Then we created a job instruction breakdown and we went from a 30% first time getting the IV started to like over 90%. Also, what do you think rised was the, the customer satisfaction scores? So I may have went off on a tangent there, but that gives you some ideas of some people that are doing some stuff, but it very much applies to like residents. Uh, we're about to do some work with residents around, um, around Epic, around how they um, go about getting their information. Right now, what the residents are really smart and good at is if they don't know the right way to do it, they'll create a workaround <laughs> that, uh, takes a lot of time. <laughs> and so we're trying to figure out, can we create a standard behavior that uh, streamlines some of that? And that's really interesting. And, and I'm, I hope I don't derail this entire conversation by talking about my uh, area of expertise, but you know, I deal a lot with Epic. I've trained a lot of physicians in how to use it in the past. One of the issues with Epic and any of the other EHRs out there is there are usually about 10 ways to do the same thing. Exactly. To do anything. Yep. Uh, you can do chart review one of 10 ways. You can write notes one of 10 ways. You can probably place orders, you know, similarly. Um, I have never really thought of reading the definition of job instructions, what is the one best way and teach that and focus on, on that way to do it just because different people like different things. Uh, I don't know, just different uh, physicians use the system differently. So I'm, I'm really interested to see and work with those residents about how we can you know, be standardized the teaching and the training and the retraining on, on how to use it, because there's a lot of, lot of variation there, I guess, and, and the outcome we're hoping to I guess accomplish is less time in the EHR, more satisfaction with the EHR would be one of the things I'm tasked with. So, I never thought of job instruction as really being one of the large motivators to achieving those outcomes. Well, and also that they do it in a quality manner, right? I remember being with some of the residents well over a year ago and we were breaking down the job. Remember, that's the first thing to break down, demystify this job. And um, so we were laying out the important steps and the key points and when we asked the resident, uh, you know, some of the, the hows to the key points and some of the whys, they gave us some answers that when we looked at the uh, general, the physician that's over all the residents, he goes, that is not right. In other words, people create things in their own minds, right? And so what we're doing with breaking that job down, especially when we bring all the right people in the room. You know, I, I remember one of the first breakdowns we ever did in Baptist was doing a central line dressing change. And that was incredibly insightful uh, to have physicians and um, and nurses and infection disease and a lot of different players that had a piece of the puzzle. Nobody had the whole puzzle, but everyone had a piece of the puzzle. And as we broke that job down, we were making sure that we were doing it in a way that made sense. The other thing to think about is that TWI job instructions has a cliche that it uses, and it, uh, it's a pretty famous cliche, and it says, if the worker hasn't learned, the instructor hasn't taught. 
Now, for those that uh, follow college basketball, there was a famous college basketball coach out in, uh, in California uh, that used that phrase, and he he was he influenced and learned about it from TWI. But a lot of people don't like that phrase because some people think, well, wait, wait a minute, I give my beautiful PowerPoint. If you haven't learned, that's on you. But I think this is a much more humble approach to say, no, if you haven't learned, I haven't taught. Skip, just at, a, at each entity or at the entity level, just from a logistics standpoint, how does, how does JI training work? I mean, do once you have a jib, how is that taught to the individual? Is it taught in a big group setting? Do you get everybody in an auditorium or do you, yeah. and who does the teaching? Yeah, great question. So once again, it's very strategic. It's very strategic. And so if it's okay, I'll, I'll use that, uh, that, that Foley catheter example yeah, we've used yeah. is, um, so it's been determined strategically that we need to uh, improve and we've narrowed it down to, let's say the ICU. And, uh, and so, um, and actually I was working with Intermountain Healthcare on this very example. And let's say they have a hundred people in that, um, in that ICU that need to all be doing, putting in the Foley catheter the exact same way. Because if they don't, there's consequences and they've already proven out that if we can all put it in this way, we'll get this outcome. Okay, fair enough. So you might, um, you might take, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make up a number. This may not be good for everyone. You might take 20 people, 20 of the 100, put them through the 10 hour job instruction workshop. And remember, all the workshop is, is you still haven't developed any skill You've, you've been deeply informed and you've practiced in the 10 hours. But then what you're going to do is you're going to take those 20 people after the 10 hour workshop and you're going to find a safe place for them to practice. So you'll schedule a conference room and maybe we have that jib already created. Let's just say for sake of argument, it's already created. So maybe those 20 are going to practice on each other. You can figure that out. But basically, you want to get those people comfortable with this awkward way of training. It, it does feel awkward, like all skills feel awkward. I would argue I assume that, you mean not literally practicing on each other. No, not, not literally. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you might have a mannequin in the room. And so, uh, yeah, I'm glad you said that. So you might have a mannequin in the room and I might be the trainer and you're the student. And so I'm going with this mannequin and we have great facilities at Baptist, you know, with simulation rooms and mannequins and all kinds of things. But I'm going to practice with someone like like myself, like Skip or someone else observing you, making sure that you're doing it the TWI way. Because there is a there is a repetitive, there's a little blue card I'm holding up right now that the listener won't be able to uh, see, but I'm going to, I'm going to follow a formula to train you, Dr. Mason, even though you went through the 10 hour workshop, I have this uh, job instruction breakdown already created. I'm going to train you so that you know, or I'm going to have let you practice 
you know, so you feel really comfortable. So once you feel really comfortable, once those 20 people feel really comfortable, we're going to put you on a training timetable of who you're going to train. And let's say for sake of argument, I'm keeping the numbers easy, right? Let's say that there's five people assigned to you because there's a hundred, you know, actually probably four, right? So you're just maybe four or five people assigned to you. Those are the people that you're assigned to. And at first you might, you know, train them once a week, once every other week. And at some point, whatever the threshold is, you're going to say, you know, Jane Doe that's assigned to me. Yep. She knows how to put the Foley catheter in the same way. Great. So when do we want to follow up? Well, we're going to follow up three months from now. You know what? Jane still did it perfectly. We're now going to follow up six months from now. Jane still did it perfectly. And then we'll probably get it to once a year, but we'll always do it once a year, right? So that we know that um, whoever works in that ICU is all going to do it. We'll call it the Baptist way of putting in that Foley catheter every single time. Uh, and so there's several tools within TWI job instructions. There's the little blue card that provides guidelines. There's uh, there's a breakdown sheet. There's also what's known as a training timetable. And that would be something that if healthcare were to ever get excited about it, it would be amazing. What a training timetable is, is it's always preparing for the rainy day. It's preparing for the day when people don't show up to work, when there's turnover, when kids get sick, when there's an ice storm, when there's a tornado. You have people cross-trained and it's been done in such a way that there's no question that they'll, that they'll be able to perform. Does that kind of answer it a little bit? It does. It sure does. It's very strategic and intentional on that note. So um, I know that, that we have, I know that's a lot of time that we've covered, you know, uh, any last final comments about TWI job instructions, the TWI Institute, which you can find that online is, is very helpful and we have some videos on our YouTube channel, but any final questions about TWI? Do you have to be JI trained for a specific skill or can you just be, go through JI training to, I don't know, to learn how to learn how? I don't know if that makes I, yeah, sense. I think I understand what you're saying. So if, if let's say I, I go through the TWI, so I happen to be a certified train the trainer, but let's say I wasn't. Let's say I go through the 10 hour JI class. And uh, one of the first jobs that I practice on and I learn how to do in the real world is I have three people assigned to me on how to put the Foley catheter in. But, but a month from now, there may be another jib created on how to do a central line dressing change or how to do some other job. Well, yeah, I already know how to do the TWI method so once I get familiar with that jib, I can go train someone else with that also. Is that the question you had? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it, it is. It sure is. Yeah. yeah, similar question about, you know, who was doing the teaching? Did you, you need an expert in that particular procedure uh, to teach the TWI training? Or is it more important that they had been through the TWI training than being an expert in the it, it's much more important that they go through the 10-hour TWI training uh, to create the jib, to create the jib that that person that went through the 10-hour class will train. 
But to create the jib, yes, we're going to bring in the quote unquote experts, you know, because we're trying to demist a very difficult job. And many times people have different perspectives, the doctor, the nurse, the different types of nurses, you know, uh, may have a different perspective. So we're going to find the subject matter experts that uh, have some experience and we're going to be trying to, you know, pull out of their head what's the order by which we should do this job and what are the really important things because one of the things in healthcare is we tend to have lots of little knacks and tricks that we've learned through time what we're trying to do with twi job and structures is we're trying to reach out and grab those knacks and tricks and put that into the jib but the person doing the physical training once the jib is created is someone that has went through the 10 hour class and has practiced with that jib and that that way they can deliver it. Okay. The, the reason you keep on hearing me emphasize training at the TWI way, we've seen people in the past that have had a jib, they've been assigned to three people and they walk up to uh to uh, Jake Lancaster and they say, uh, "Hey Jake, uh here's this piece of paper. You you need to be doing the job this way." Uh just kind of follow it and yell at me if you have any questions. Well, I don't know what that is, but that is not TWI job instructions. And, and, and so that's why I keep emphasizing training it the TWI way. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Makes well, sense. well, guys, thank you all so much for uh, drilling me on these questions. And, uh, and I hope there'll be more interest uh, out there and just can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, spending time. I learned so much. Uh, from y'all with the questions that y'all ask. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. Have a great day.